You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. Take two. Good morning. Good morning. morning. (laughs) (laughs) We started this already once and then couldn't hear Melinda very well. So started again. Here we are again. Good morning again. Everybody doing well? Yep. Yeah. How are you? Good. I'm good. Tired. I don't know why I'm tired, but yeah. I don't know. Tuesday's like the new Monday. It's not really. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know, he reminds man. like, I'm going to take Monday off. And then I turn around and he's like working on the chicken coop out back. And well, I mean, they were out with there all too, of you guys. So they know. Yeah. <laughs> and not taking it off. Yeah, it helped a lot because, yeah, I was telling him like it would have taken me a lot longer. I thought I was going to do it real quick by myself and just fix what it, you know whatever it needed or whatever. But then I realized like when uh, you and Rudy came out there, like it took us a few hours doing it all together. And I was like, oh, man, this would have taken me a long time. And even longer with Jolie and Jalen helping. <laughs> and so, yeah, I appreciate that. So we got the chicken coop. Um, what would you say that we did to it? Uh, patched it up. <laughs> patched it up is probably the best. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the best way to say it. We didn't fix it. We didn't restore it. We just, yeah, we just patched it up. There's a gazillion holes in that thing, in the chicken wire. And we have ducks. We have Muscovy, Muscovy, Muscovy ducks. If for, you can Google it if you don't know what it is. And so... We have those, but they're still small, so they need to be locked up, and so um, so they don't get eaten up by. There's a hawk in our backyard, and there's some uh, these big lizards, uh, tegus, tegu lizards, or whatever they're called, and stuff like that. So, so they don't get killed yet, and my kids aren't in tears. Um, yeah, they need to be locked up until they get bigger. Those things get up. Some Simon, you know, they can get up to like thirty pounds. I didn't. No, I didn't. Know. They're big, man. They can get big. And then obviously they can defend themselves at that point, hissing and scratching. They have a claw on the back of their. So thing. I should tell Jolie to stop hugging it? Uh, I mean, no. Okay. Because you said they claw and stuff. I don't want them to claw her. I mean, I mean, she hugs this thing like it's a stuffed animal. <laughs> he saw him yesterday. Like they're, they're just hugging him and holding him around. And they were like, Jalen accused Simon of being afraid of ducks because he didn't want to hug it. <laughs> she comes carrying it up to me. She's like, take it, take it. I was like, no, I'm good. It's a duck. And she's like, you scared of it? <laughs> no, That's it's a duck. I, I'm scared. I don't like any kind of birds. And so when they tell me, here, mom, take it. I'm like, no. So they probably thought the same thing. <laughs> I walk up. Because I was over here getting something at the office, and I walked back over, and Jalen says, "He's afraid of ducks." It's <laughs> like uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's the case. He's, he's and I can hear him saying to it, "I just don't want to hold it." <laughs> <laughs> Good job, not giving in to younger than you peer pressure. Yeah, they try, they try that all the time. They try to like punk people into stuff, like, "Oh, you're scared," like because I do that to them, and it works. And so in their minds, like this works on everybody, and it obviously it does work on some people, apparently, but. Just not on everybody. So, yeah, so that's enough about ducks. <laughs> we start off great talking about ducks. But that's where we are in life right now. We have ducks. <laughs> this is the, it is what it and is. They eat so much. They eat so much. But that's why we got them, is for the gardening stuff. Is, but they eat, so, they eat so much, like so many bugs and creatures, and they eat snakes, and they eat, uh, um, what are they called? Uh, like frogs and, and frogs can be good for your garden, but like they eat so much like just critters. They eat like so much that it's helpful. They even eat small rodents and stuff too. So 
uh, helpful for the garden with those rodents that bury and like eat up your stuff or whatever. So the idea was, and they don't scratch. Like chickens will scratch your garden up or whatever. You know, they'll tear it up, like digging, looking for bugs. Ducks don't do that. And so. And I didn't know why you showed up with those things. When yeah, you yeah. Did. I mean, yeah, there was a reason to it. I just didn't share with anybody. <laughs> and so, yeah, it wasn't like, yes, a duck. Yeah. I was so confused. I was like, he's just gone crazy with animals. He just wants them all now. <laughs> yeah, no, no. There's a reason for it that I wanted it or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's the idea. And then so now that we have the chicken coop, we can get a few more. And these ducks need water less as well. Like they don't need to be in water all the time, and so that's great. But they they eat so much now because we can't let them loose. I mean, they're always going to eat a bunch, but it's a lot to us now because we have to feed them. But when you let them loose, they forage, mm-hmm. and I mean, you still feed them, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. like they're eating all day long. Okay. And so these are the right types of ducks for us. Cool. Agree. We care less sure. at this point. Like they're already there. <laughs> I thought they were dead this morning when I went out. I was like, the first thing I opened the door was like, I hope they're not out there. Like. <laughs> something killed him or whatever they i thought just, the same thing when i went out there to check they're just staring at you through the gate like, in a little corner just looking like give me food like why are we in here which ironically this is way bigger than their thing before but anyways second time that's enough <laughs> about ducks yeah well he said something that made me think like something else anyway that's where we are on the garden project we have ducks good <laughs> <laughs> grief um yeah so what do we want to talk about today Today, we want to talk about assimilation. Was it the first one you said, Simon? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> assimilation versus culture change. So, like, as missionaries, we, we arrive at our country that we're going to live in. Final destination. Um, and you have, you know, you out of respect this is just what you do. You don't show up to someone else's country and you're like, oh, you know, you have to become like me. Even though us Americans, we kind of do that. But you, you have to speak my language. No, the person arriving has to learn the culture, has to learn the language, has to learn the customs. And, um, but sometimes that conflicts with us as missionaries because sometimes it's just very different from our culture and customs. So we don't want to do it. But sometimes it's just like, this needs to change. So, like, where where is that line? As a, as a foreigner, you're in this country, you're serving, you know, where's the line between assimilating because this is the way they do things and the way they've always done things versus encouraging people to change the way they've always done this thing because of X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah. Simon? <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big conversation. To, I mean, a good one. I though, guess we can start with like, what is something that you feel it should change, and then we can like work, unpack that. Like, is it something you feel like you need to approach people about changing, or approach the church about changing, or is it something that we just need to get used to? Yeah, um, that's tough because it's a that is a daily thing, and I mean, we talk about it quite a bit with Simon. Because there are some things that aren't culturally wrong, but we, like, they bother us. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, just because it's not, like you said, it's not what we've been used to. It's not something that we have, um, it's diff- It's not even something we're not used to. That's not, that's not the issue. It goes against what we are used to doing. And it's like, um, there's a, I think, 
first thing you have to do is check your supremacy, man. And like you do, you do have like you do have prejudice and supremacy issues, like regardless. And it's not. So how does a person who has that check it? If I mean, you go in and you a supremacy is thinking I I I'm, I'm, I'm smarter and I'm better, and so mm -hmm. you don't know that the way that they're doing things is not necessarily just different. You think it's wrong. Well, we don't even, like, we, it's subconscious, let me say that, but we don't even personalize it. So it's not like I think I'm better or smarter than no one. I mean, there's very few people, but that think consciously I'm right. supreme to this person because I have black hair, because I'm tall, or because I'm white, or I'm black, or I speak English, or there's very few people that think directly like that. But I think it's being honest with yourself, the way you see yourself in relation to said culture or said person mm -hmm. but most of the time we do automatically assume that western cultures from mm -hmm. my case obviously would be the united states is better or smarter because it's more advanced it is more advanced but we assume that prosperity means intellect and wisdom and um uh even like right you know what i mean yeah. like we you know we think that riches and a lot of money means everything that we do is right compared to them. And if we have stuff in common, then all oh, great. But if they're doing something that different from the way that we do it, then we see it as wrong. And so then we feel the need to change it. And that's, that is a supremacy thing. Um, so I, I, yeah, so the, I think to check that, man, I, first is having good friends, like legit friends. who They care about you more than they care about their friendship with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, they want to so to be able to, you know, say that stuff to you, like, hey, check your supremacy. Mm. And I, but I think the missions community should do a better job with because we talk about this all the time. Yeah. But it's, I think it's not because our we don't have a missions community. It's literally us. Like so we're married, so that you know what I mean. Like, so I mean, I guess it's the community, but it's not like it's a lot easier with less people. But I think we need to do a better job of having these conversations. Uh, missionaries get together all the time. And I'm not, maybe they do, but I, I don't think a lot of them, like a lot of us talk about our supremacy issues or mm. like how we struggle with seeing ourselves better. We, we talk about things we struggle with the culture with mm -hmm. and what we hate. And we can talk all day about that too. Absolutely. <laughs> it becomes a little bit too much. But yeah, but we don't talk about the side of it that maybe, you know, that we need to deal with and struggle, you know, that we need to overcome and, and like, just let it go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, kind of submit. Because I think there's security and familiarity. Is that, mm. I don't yeah. know how to say that word. Yeah. I think, like, as well, like, you, you naturally search out people who are like-minded or think same, similar ways. And so I think there's definitely that, the the risk of a, of developing that toxic environment is within, like, um, the missionary circle or even just, mm. even just expat circle. Yeah. You go into yeah, there yeah. and then so say like for six months, the, the roads have been really bothering me. Now I found a group of people and I, I go, oh yeah, the roads really bother me. And everyone's sitting around going, oh yeah, me too. All yeah. of a sudden I'm like, oh awesome. I found people who agree with me on yeah. this. And then you, yeah, like you said, you can spend the whole day just ranting about the roads and things mm. like that. Um, you know, I, I have to be careful when I go back to like Santa Cruz or something like that and I spend time with my uncle. Uh, we'll go out on a drive and the roads in Santa Cruz are just ridiculous in the way that how people drive there are just mm -hmm. no rules people do whatever they want on the roads um, and you, you do have to check yourself being like okay let's not spend this whole hour mm -hmm. of this road trip <laughs> mad. just mad and <laughs> ranting yeah. and saying oh the way we do it in England is like this yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're driving on the wrong side <laughs> of the road <laughs> <Yeah>. savages <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And like you, what you said a second ago, it's like we, we have a tendency, a natural tendency to look for people who have things like us in, with, uh, things in common with us. And I think it becomes frustrating to us is when we come to different countries or go to different countries. Um, and we are kind of naturally and even unbeknownst to us, we're looking for that. But we can't find it because it's so, there's, things are so different. And so it becomes like this big divide because we don't have anything in common. And because we're looking for, we have our comfort in, in the things that we're familiar with, then we create the system of supremacy to where, we, you know what I mean? To where all, oh, they're not, they don't do that. And like, again, not, I don't think anybody, maybe, I, actually there are a few people, but not a lot that turn their noses up intentionally. Yeah. But equally, um, I mean, it's still, it's still happening, you know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah, so I think the, the first thing is just identifying your issues, too. And just and it's not even um, resolving your issues, but confronting them because yeah. it's a process sometimes. And so I think if you confront if you begin the process of confronting those issues, at least now you will have an alert or more or less. Or at least if you confess that to other people um, to keep hold you accountable, they can kind of help you alert to to keep you kind of in line because um, there are like. Because from then, let's see, let's think, like, if we don't like uh, cumbia, cumbia is a type of music, and if we just hate cumbia music, and then we're like, oh, we don't need to sing cumbia, we need to sing, you know, uh, indie rock. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know, I'm just, compl- this is a, obviously off the top of my head, the example. <laughs> but like, like, but so now you're, but you, you, you spend all this time trying to get pe- convince people that cumbia is not as good as indie rock. Mm-hmm. Says who though? That's just super subjective or what you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's something that you need to adapt to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not saying you need to love cumbia, but equally, like, it is what it is. People listen to cumbia, or like for me, like for football, soccer, football, depending on who's listening. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't like it though. Like, so it's, I've just, it's never been a part of my life, but equally, I, I thank God that they love me like this too, but equally, like, I've never come and be like, oh, no, no, oh, this, turn the football, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've never, I've never done that. Um, I wanted to, but yeah. I, again, I checked myself like, oh, this is, this is just your preference, dude, like, mm-hmm. back off, you know, mm-hmm. and whatever, and so just be quiet and either learn to like, not even learn to like football, learn to cherish your time with people. Yeah. And so if people are around watching football, then learn to, if you don't like football, then you can, you like people though. So be there for the people, don't be there for the football. And, and like, like we would joke here and there before, not so much anymore, because they know I don't like it. So they would make jokes and I'm like, yeah, blah, blah. And I told them like, you know, uh, in the States, it's not that popular and whatever, you know, you just make jokes about it. But like, equally like tapering that and not being like oh football's for girls you know every time and like just completely bashing it every time and just making it known to everybody who has an ear mm. that you hate it almost to the point to where you think this is wrong you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's just silly oh but american football like okay that is great that you like it but that doesn't mean it's right or wrong it's not you know what i mean there's so many things that aren't right or wrong and i think in different cultures i think we it's not the it's not the fact that we see um, different things that different cultures do as right or wrong. I mean, um, as whether we like it or don't like it, likes or dislikes. It's that we start to create a new system of sin, essentially. And again, maybe not consciously, but w- we become so adamant and passionate about changing things that aren't sinful. 
Mm. And so it's like, you know, so now these are cultural sins. They're not biblical sins, but they're cultural sins. Mm. So like, yeah, I mean, you have in the United States, I mean, they're just now starting to pass laws where people can wear like ethnic hairstyles, like dreadlocks and stuff like that. Um, That's how black people's hair, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it was a thing to where it was considered unacceptable. It is in some smaller towns and bigger towns. They don't even unacceptable, care. unprofessional, even yeah. in schools. Yeah, it's uh, it's unprofessional. Well, why Unkept. is it why is it unprofessional? And it, so it almost turns into a cultural sin. And so we don't accept people like that. We don't hire people like what? Well, why? I get if it's if it's un- there's a difference between unprofessional and unkempt. Like there's a difference. Yeah. And like so, yeah, dreadlocks can be unkempt, but they can equally be kempt. kempt? Is that the? I don't know. Well kept. I think that's the opposite. And so, but we've made that like, oh, that's wrong. And we've programmed that into people. And we, so we don't, we stay away from dreadlocks and ethnic hairstyles or Afros or whatever, because that's wrong. So you have people like trying to fit into the system. And basically the whole system is to get people to be like you. And that's not, that's not, but, and that's on a secular level, right? But we do the same thing as missionaries and stuff like that. And it's, that's not wrong. We have to see. So my point is, is that uh, what, the things that need to change are things that are sinful. Yeah. And I think we do this generationally too. You mm-hmm. know, the older generation is like, don't use those cell phones on your phone because, I mean, those um, Bibles on your phone because it's not correct. You know, don't use TikTok because it's of the devil. Don't play video mm-hmm. games because you're going to get possessed by a demon. Like, these are things that are legit circulating in the yeah. news because people from older generations um, don't also don't consider those, those changes, you know, and... Mm-hmm. And it's not the way I've always, it's not the way I've done it. And so it must be wrong or evil. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just think overall ministry has become about my comfort. And I don't mean that necessarily prosperity gospel levels, but I mean, like even in the, like that, oh, we don't use TikTok here. It's because I'm not comfortable with that. It's new and I don't understand it. So I don't want anyone to do it. Uh, We don't do, you know, like all these other, these things, even dress the way that we dress and stuff in church. A lot of people are not accepting of the way different people dress. It has nothing to do with biblical anything. It has everything to do with my comfort, and I don't feel comfortable with people who dress like that in church. So I want everyone to change to fit my comfort. You you brought up a really good point that I didn't even realize that we do, was that we start making, like, these uh, secondary sins or cultural sins, Mm -hmm. you said. Like, I remember the guilt that I was served on a platter um, because I wanted to go to church in jeans and sneakers and a t-shirt, you know, and, um, I was told that I, I didn't care about God because I didn't care to give him my best and whatever we do for God, we do our best. And if I could do my best hairstyle and dress in the best clothing, um, then I wasn't, I didn't care. And so like, I dealt with that. I was like, and so I had to start wearing dresses to church or, you know, but, trying to look nicer because, because a person that, you know, they wanted you to give God their best. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this, you have Cain and Abel. Cain is raising, wait, I'm going to confuse this. Who has fruit? Abel. Abel. Mm. Abel has fruit and Cain has like cattle and stuff, right? So Cain. their offerings are going to look different. Yeah. It's just based off of what they, where they work and who they are. Mm. And so should you wear your, sure, right? Like, let's honor God with the way we dress and let's wear our best. But that's, again, it's subjective because who, what is your best? And we're not talking, we're not even talking about economically because everybody's access is different. 
So if I have $500 extra this month, does that mean I need to go buy an arm? Or I don't know how much, uh, I have no idea how much suits cost. But like, I'm- A nice I'm, suit, not 500 yeah, 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 I don't think so. But my point is, is like, right. do I need to go spit? Because oh, now I have a new best. Mm. And it turns into rat race. But that's my thing is like, we don't care about what's on people's hearts. We don't care about whatever. All we care about is what makes us comfortable. Mm. If you're sinning in secret and stuff like that, we'll never say that's okay. But we don't even like we don't even really care to address that because but you have a tie on. You know what I mean? You look like like us. Yeah, you look like us. And so that's enough for us to see you as sanctified and, you know, Mm. and God changes from the inside out most of the time. And so uh, all the time, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Outside in doesn't work well. It's like a fake it till you make it approach. Right. Mm. And you, you can't put a tie on lust. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you can wear all the <laughs> the suit jackets and stuff you want. I'm not saying that's wrong by any means. Again, if that's what you want to wear, to, then wear it. By all means, please wear it. But don't project that onto me because that's what you're comfortable and that's your best. So it's like if I make $100,000 a year and you make $1,000 a year, that now if you say I'm going to give God my best offering and your best offering is $10, by that same logic, Oh, now I'm just going to give $10 too. Because, that, oh, that's the best, right? And who, so who sets the standard and the bar of what the best is, mm-hmm. of what, where that comes from? Is God sets the standard, right. but it's in our heart. And so it's a heart issue. It's not a practice issue. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we start to see things like that, see sin for sin and, okay, preference for preference. Like this is what, okay, this is my preference. And, we, and you can share that. You can say, man, I really, you know, would like our leadership to wear polo shirts at least. But it needs to be made very clearly that that's your preference and it's not God is angry or you don't love Jesus because you wore a a tan-ish military tan. Definitely not great. That's not great? No. Anyway. It's like a dark military tan t-shirt or you wore a Frio River t-shirt. I don't even know what that means. Uh or like, what do I have on? A gorilla or ape or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it's, it's so silly to get caught up in these preferences when there's so many deeper, like, yeah. matters that Jesus cares deeply about. I know there was a, there is a very specific uh, cultural uh, issue that I felt needed to change right away. Like, these Bolivians need to get it together. <laughs> and, um, and I think we all have, and it's the timing issue. It's like... Okay, something starts at, we say service starts at 9 o'clock, and people are walking in at 9.45, like nothing, like not even like, I'm so sorry, they're walking in like, hey, you know, greeting everyone, like this is just a norm. And, and I really, I think from day one, struggled, even when friends are like, hey, let's meet at this corner so we can ride together and go here. I would meet there. I would literally just wait for like, hmm. at first it was like 30 minutes. And then after that, I will wait five minutes and I'm gone. Like, mm-hmm. If you don't respect my time, you're going to know it. And I'm going to, you're going to know I'm frustrated about it and I'm leaving, you know. And it did. It did change at least the way that, that we worked as a friendship, you know. Like they never came late, you know. Or, uh, oh, absolutely. You said or they'll apologize. But, I mean, there's, there's several things to that. And in a personal relationship, you're allowed to set expectations. Mm. You're allowed to do that. Now, if a person doesn't want to meet those expectations, oh, okay. You're allowed to do that, but equally, there's there's a layer of integrity there as well. Of oh, you said you're going to do it. So as believers, like the the goal isn't to just get people to come on time. Mm-hmm. The goal is to get people to do what they say they're going to do, mm-hmm. because it goes much deeper than coming on time. 
So now, like, uh, we have some issues with our roof. We've been trying to get it fixed for weeks. Calling people, calling people. He's been calling people. We've been, oh, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there, whatever. That's, that is an issue. Yeah. And um, it look, it, we, we make it look worse here because they said you, it's simple and it's basic. And we criticize people here because you said you were going to come and you did not come. It's simple. But the issue is that you're not doing what you said you're going to do. Now, in the United States, that happens a lot, too. They'll show up. They'll come, but people won't do what they said they were going to do. That's in everything. It's not just about showing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's so much easier to pick out and pick on when it's, like, just, show, just showing up because we view that as very simple. But it's just the heart of the issue is, is the same everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that, that's, for me, that's not okay. Especially as a church leader, you can't be coming late. Like, I don't... The, the, you, we're setting an example. We, you know, we excellence is a thing. Like we believe that the gospel transforms. How? How does it transform you? Just in the areas of morality? Yes, but equally, like, and so that's integrity goes into play in that. But also in the areas of excellence, because the gospel promotes you to live a certain lifestyle, and that doesn't mean just a sinless lifestyle, but to go like above and beyond and do things the right way and do everything as unto as unto the Lord and et cetera, et cetera. And so, and that's what we talked about Sunday, you know, like it has to change. Um, it can't just change the way that you read your Bible or the way that you, you know, it has to change everything. Like it, that's what, it, that's what its goal is to not leave anything, even the most simplest practical areas of your life untouched. Like it wants to completely transform you into a new person that, that, and you be the pro and through the process of sanctification, you get to the place to where, uh, the go to everything that you do reflects the glory of God and the and the miracle and the the grace that's found in His transfor- like the transformational power of the gospel and like so it goes to even to the place to where oh yeah he used to be a mean guy now he's a nice guy that's incredible yeah like okay he used to curse a lot and drink a lot but yeah he doesn't drink a lot now glory to God but like man this dude he doesn't even come late anymore mm-hmm. like you know what I mean like. Even that. And so th- I'm not saying one is more important than the other. I mean, whatever. Uh, you know, some are more important than the others because some hurt people. But equally, it's not just seeing the deep things and the things that hurt other people, but even the things that seem like little or not big deals. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, he doesn't even like run red lights anymore. Yeah. Like, that's how deep the gospel is supposed to go in, its trans- you know, in, in, in uh, the process of transformation and sanctification that we find ourselves going through. That's how deep it's supposed to go. Not, oh, man, he doesn't drink anymore. Ah, he runs red lights every once in a while. Like, you know what I mean? No, like the level of integrity should know no end like to how great and, and like how, how much we want to glorify God in everything we do. And so. So, I mean, at some point you looked at it, both of you uh, lead um, services, right, with people, you with the youth and the children and then you with the Sunday mornings. Um, at some point you had to, confront it or address it how did you do it to where it didn't come off as like oh here's this you know foreigner telling me how to do things he thinks his way is the best way or I mean how did you even confront it because there are there are going to be a lot of issues that because basically what you're saying is there's some things that we do assimilate to because it's just cultural and it's not sinful but then there, there's some things that cause us to lower our bar or or go against biblical biblical standards and mm-hmm. because it's cultural and so those are the things we address the things yeah. that go against the word of god or the character of god and so like do you address the people 
as this is against the character of God, we have to change this or like how, what does that, because people come to our church and they come on time. Like Mm -hmm. you, we start youth service in children's church. It starts on time. No one's waiting around for anybody. So like, was there some kind of conflict with the people and trying to retrain them and how to do this? I mean, for me, a a big key and our our church has never been terrible, terrible as like here. It's not near as bad as in Cochabamba. Hmm. As far as people leaving you hanging and stuff, it's nowhere even remotely close. But a big key here was was Rudy, so like he like he he's a firm believer in that. Oh, we need to start on time. Like he gets it, the excellence perspective, and just the raising the bar of the church, like oper- yeah, operating in excellence. And so he for and like in our stuff, like on Sunday morning, uh, like he's been a big key in that. Mm. But equally, like I, I don't address like cultures and stuff. Like when I talk about, and I don't know if you noticed this, but I don't say like, oh, here in Bolivia or in the United States. I don't, I mm. don't, because I don't, I, at the end of the day, I don't care what they do in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what they do in Bolivia. This is who we are as, as kingdom citizens. And that really trumps, no pun intended, that really trumps all like the Bolivian and the United States and UK is whatever. And that's how I always present it as, as kingdom citizens. So anytime we present a change like that, that goes against that possibly could go against Bolivian culture or American culture, whatever. I pre- I, I'm not getting into what what Bolivians do. I'm getting into what kingdom people do. Okay, yeah. And this good. is what kingdom people do. And if we belong to the kingdom of God, then this is how we do that. So and then, I, at that point, you're just doing your job as the as the elder and the, yeah, the yeah. preacher. Well, I pastor. think one time somebody tried me on that on the United States, and like I, I wasn't having that because I don't I don't care what they do in the United States. Mm. This is what. And if they do it in the United States, okay then. But that's not the reason that we're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I can't remember who the the whole context of the conversation, but I I, I made it clear I wasn't I wasn't having those excuses. Like, because it's not. You know, I'm not talking about. I was like, everybody needs to wear a watch on their left hand because you know, like it wasn't anything like that. It was something to do with like the way we do things in the kingdom and doing an excellence because we're doing it as unto the Lord. Uh, we went to a church one time with, with and you you remember, and um, the worship leader. Uh, said something about rehearsal. It was, it was bad. The worship was really bad. And the worship leader actually played in another band. And his other band, they played pretty well. Decent, at least. But in worship, it was awful. And so I was like, what's the, you know, what's the problem? Why is it there? Somebody asked him something about it, and he was like, oh, well, this is for God. And he said that as almost like, oh, God's graceful and accepting and whatever. Like, you can do less for God. And we laughed like between the three of us. Like, were you there? I don't remember. Anyways, it, we laughed. It was, it was a few people were there. Uh, me and like laughed in disbelief. Like, oh, so we do less for God because, oh, yeah, yeah, it's God. He loves us. He'll accept anything. It's not about what he'll accept. It's about what we want to give him. Like with Christmas coming up, I'm not going to be like, oh, will Melinda accept this piece of dust? Yeah, she'll accept it. But it's not about what you accept. It's about what I want to give you. And that really shows, not in gifts, but it does show the depth of your love is the thoughtfulness that you put in these things. And it's the same thing as our offering to God is we don't give to God just what he'll accept. We give him what what we want to give from it. Because God will accept anything if it's your best. You know what I mean? If all you have is dust, he'll give it to you. But if you have, you know, something, something else to give, it's not better. If you have something else is your best and you don't give that, then you know what I mean? Then you're wrong. So somebody could give a million dollars, and somebody else could give one penny, like we see with the in the in the and with the lady or whatever, or she gives her two shekels or whatever, and um, and so she's giving her best, and so that you know what I mean. That's the issue, and that's I think that's the the angle I come from. 
when I'm talk when I talk about like change. And I like sometimes I kind of like you know what I mean? Because I know like that this is a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I definitely I don't bur- I typically with changes like that, there are cultural stuff. If it's our church culture stuff, I don't care. I'll go right off the cuff. Mm. I don't because I don't. We're not preserving that uh, for what. But if I feel like it's something that's been normalized or it's normal and in Trinidad or in Bolivia as a whole, then I kind of take some time to make sure that what I'm confronting is not just something that irritates me. Yeah. Just something I don't like, and it's something that really needs to change. And so I'll I'll, I'll take a few days sometimes, mm. uh, and just like I'll think about it throughout the day for like yeah a few days and be like okay. And my, typically my, my approach changes, but mo- for the most part, like, it's like the, the issue is still the same. It needs to be confronted. And so I'll just come in and I won't say, like, generalizations are never helpful. Mm. You Bolivians, yeah. <laughs> you Americans, mm-hmm. you black people, you white people, you know what I mean? This is you never, <laughs> yeah, it's never helpful, like broad stroking, like, you know. And uh, so I, I'll just say, like, hey. You know, one thing we need to work on, like I said on Sunday, like I, one thing we need to work on is uh, sharing the gospel with people. It's an area where we can. And like, but I feel like I've earned that with our pe- people to be able to say that. And that's not a Bolivian thing. That's an us thing. Like, hey, we need to get better at sharing the gospel. It's an area yeah. where we can. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's where we are, but we're going to get better. Like, it, it just is what it is. This is where we're headed. This is where we're going. And so it makes people, you earn um, equity. You have equity in, in the situation. So for me, that's my, that's my approach is mm-hmm. really... Um, I just come from because we're doing ministry. I come from a kingdom approach, and like, and if it, if there's no justification in the kingdom approach, then I I'll just leave it alone. Like, what? Why are we changing it? Yeah, you know, like all oh, because I want to. But you go looking for it before looking for what? Like, I don't like this about the culture. Let me look for a justification to want to change it. No, no, or no, no, is no, this no. something that just conflicts? Some things are obvious, though. I mean, yeah. for the most part, it's obvious. So, yeah, sometimes, though, it's not, I think maybe 80% of the time, it's obvious, 75, 20, 25% of the time, it's something that just bothers you. Mm. I just feel like that that is a dangerous line to walk, um, is that you don't like something, so then you're looking for a reason why it is not biblical, because that's why we see a lot of issues now in the world, is in the church, is that, you know, we're looking for reasons why God would be would disapprove of your actions, even though we don't know right now that God disapproves. I just know I don't like it. Yeah, so. but, that, but that's another reason why it's so important to have tight relationships with the people from your church, local church body, but are also like, you know, lifetime members of the culture. They're ethnically Bolivian, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you can have those conversations with them. And I think a lot of times what happens is we come up with these ideas to change, but we don't have anybody like that is in our case Bolivian. Yeah. Do we know them well enough to be like, hey, does this make sense to you? Like, because we do this and the Bible says this or whatever. And so we just are on our own. And so we can't really, uh, there's when the lines are blurred a little bit maybe, and it feels like we don't know what the difference, you know what I mean? We make that decision based off of what we want. So for me, I'll talk to Miguel, Rudy, or Carlos, or whatever, again, because we trust one another, too. So even if it's something that they hadn't thought of, they'll listen to me, but it's because we have that relationship. But vice versa, I'm trusting them. Like, hey, we start 20 minutes late every Sunday. I don't think that's right, but what is it? Because my, and I I tell my thought process, what? I tell my thought process, (laughs) processor. I have no idea where that came from. 
I tell my, I tell them my my point of view and my thought. Explain what my thought process is, and so that. We, we <laughs> Why like, did you lisp on that process? <laughs> did I? I don't know. I don't think I did. I think imagine it process. Sorry. Yeah, and so I explained to them what well, you know my my point of view and my process. <laughs> I can't say the word now, <laughs> but I explained to them what it is and where I'm coming from, mm. and so from then, like they'll say like oh. Yeah, that makes sense because, and think about when Jesus did this and this, this. Yeah, we need to change it. Or on the other side, it's like, I don't really understand what you're saying. And then I'll explain again or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I see your point. But I mean, does it need to change? Like, you know what I mean? And so you have these people that check because I can talk to you guys and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I hate that too. And like, yeah, let's do it then. But you know what I mean? It's like, because we already have identified that we have things in common and the way to, so it's kind of, it, that can be kind of dangerous, you know, from that perspective or whatever. And so I think that's a layer, too, is being connected to the culture. Um, not to the culture, because there's people that know so much about the culture but aren't connected to people in yeah. the culture. And so to, uh, be really connected and trusting of and, sub, and submission to mm-hmm. uh, lo, in, indigenous people. Yeah. Uh, when I mean indigenous, I don't mean, like, I, I mean Bolivians in our case. I've said, I don't want to say Bolivians because any country, it goes for the same, right? Yeah. Of people who live there um, are from that place and, and, be, and be open to listening to that. But equally, like, you know what your conviction Like, you know when it's something like, hey, guys, I don't think we should be dancing with snakes before service every week. No, we've always done this. And this is what, because the Bible says they should. Well, I think you need to, at that point, stand up and be like, no, you know what? This is wrong. Mm. This is not what this is. And so, but the, when it's wrong, 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 I think you're pretty clear on it. But there's some times mm-hmm. when it's like grayish area and you're like, ah, yeah, like talk to people about it. You know, don't hop up on stage or, you know, write a blog or whatever immediately. Like, talk to people about it, have the conversation, and see what, like, okay, is it something that I don't like, or is it something that really needs to change? And so, mm. you know. So, like, um, so then it just comes down to, <laughs> I think, like, what you were saying earlier, it's like to check, check your motive and check your heart. Because you can communicate anything if it's communicated in love. and Absolutely. And openness and with the attitude of submitting one to another. You Humility. Know? Yeah. And if you're trustworthy. That's the thing, too, is, man, it's like we don't live in com- We don't seek community only when there's bad things happening. We live in community and you have equity built up all the time so that when something bad happens, it's like or not bad, but a challenge or something happens like, oh, you're already trusting each other. Mm-hmm. So but a lot of times we try to gain trust in the moment, like after now we're trying to solve these issues. And we're trying to solve the issue with people equally while we're trying to gain trust. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always work out good like that. You know what I mean? It, I don't know. So what about you? Because you made changes, um, sweeping changes that were necessary. Was that yeah. tough for you? No. Um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. It was all right. Um, no. Uh, again, going back to sort of like the the generalization, stereotyping thing. You have to be really careful with that as well because I think sometimes you think... I'm the only person that thinks this way. Mm. So like you might go into a meeting being like, man, it's going to be me versus seven of them about turning up on time because I'm the only one that thinks that's important. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, actually, that's not not the case at all. Um, There will be people in the group that think exactly the same as you as well and that get irritated by it as well. So you need to be careful that you're not marginalizing yourself from people and being like, I'm the only person that thinks this way because like you were saying with Rudy being the key thing on Sunday morning 
there's a lady uh, Carla in mm-hmm. in our group who's very vocal about Absolutely. we need to be on time we need to be early yep. when it comes to working with the kids um, and I think like again like you were saying communicate everything well is the biggest key for it not going in there and being like hey we need to be on time because that's what I've always done and that's better but being like okay we need to be early so that we can prepare for this so that we can meet together and, and just lay out why are we doing this okay why are we meeting at 9 20 10 minutes before the kids arrive so that we can go through the morning so that we can plan together so that we can pray together um and i think when you lay everything out and explain it rather than being like hey we're doing this because it's better mm-hmm. um and being like hey we're doing this because of a b c and d yeah, yeah. people will latch onto that a lot more because it doesn't feel like an attack on their culture it yeah. doesn't feel like you're mm-hmm. going after them and being like hey you guys are always late so we're going to yeah. change that right now mm-hmm. yeah you know you stop being late. yeah stop being late just come early because i said so yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's not going to work but to be like okay look we, we're going to come at 9 20 we're going to do this 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 and this are we all in agreement? Majority of, I mean, I haven't had an issue with it. Everyone agreed mm-hmm. to it. Um, and then once everyone in that meeting has agreed to it, that's when you as the leader have the responsibility to hold people to that, mm-hmm. to hold people to account. Not to say, hey, again, not to bring up culture to it, but to be like, hey, we were in that meeting for Children's Church. We all agreed to turn up at 9.20. So we all need to turn up at 9.20 mm-hmm. because that was agreed. Um, whether, and, and that's not to, be like oh yeah but it's you know culture says they can turn up late or this or, or whatever it's like no we agreed 920 for this a b c and d reasons and you can go back through them and say hey this is why we agreed to do it mm-hmm. um so i think communication is is key yeah um on that um again um not so much on children's church but i think again looking at personal preference and then sinfulness um I think there's okay as well to have your morals and values that you have and understand that you don't necessarily need to change to how other people are doing things, but mm-hmm. equally they don't need to mm-hmm. change to how you're doing things. Neutrality, new, new, new chat, new, neutral, being neutral yeah, yeah. is okay in some situations, yeah. in my opinion, when it comes to culture. Mm-hmm. For example, football here. I am told every single week I need to play more rough because that's how we play football here. Mm-hmm. Every single week, if someone will come to me, there, hey, you need to be more rough. Hey, you need to be pushing people. You need to be using your arms. You need to be, you know, throwing your body around so that you're getting more fouls, so that you're fouling people and mm-hmm. things like that. One, I don't play that way. And two, I can't play that way mm-hmm. because of the size of me. I'm just not that strong. I don't have the physique. That's not my style of play. Now, Unless they're going around breaking people's legs, mm-hmm. that's if that's how they play football. That's yeah, how they yeah. play football. Mm-hmm. If they're going break around breaking people's legs, then obviously I'm going to call it out and be like, okay, this is probably not the best football <laughs> culture yeah. to be setting the standard. But equally, if if they're more physical than I am, then they play more physical than I am. That doesn't mean that I have to then play physical. Um, but equally, it doesn't mean that they have to stop yeah. playing physical. Mm-hmm. I can play how I play. They can play how they play. Yeah. Um, and we can work in harmony with that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a contradiction of, oh, now I just can't play football because I don't play the way yeah. that they play or like, oh, we shouldn't play football because they're too rough. Um, so yeah, I think sometimes if, if you're thinking, okay, this is personal preference rather than sinfulness, I think sometimes it's okay to just be neutral and just yeah. be like, okay, yeah, you know. You don't have that's, to assimilate yeah, or confront. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the way you do things. Exactly. This is the way I do things. That doesn't need to be a barrier. It doesn't need to create hostility. It's just the way that it is. And you can have unity without uniformity, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's I good. think we don't believe that a lot of times. So it's like, oh, I do it like this. Or yeah, on, on our side of it, too. It's like, oh, we do it like this. So you, come on, come on. It's like, yeah. no, no, bro. 
that's not the way I do. I'm not, yeah, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just yeah. not doing it like that, you know. Yeah, and because there's beauty and diversity mm-hmm. as well, too. And like, there's, it's silly to have, but we do it a lot. I mean, everybody all over the world does it, you know. It has an expectation for everybody to, to do that. Uh, uh, cultural assimilation means to try to, like, yeah, drive like me, walk like me, talk, you know what I mean, and whatever. And it's like, no, those are um, optional those are, uh, yeah, preferences, you know. And it's not, like he said, it's not a sin to not play like this or to not drive like this or to not run like this or to not eat a certain thing on Friday night or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, definitely. Oh, Because so, I think that's the other side of it, too, is I've seen um, people who go into the mission field and basically just really make an effort to be uh, Bolivian or Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes semi-weird and insulting because you, you're never going to be that, you yeah. know what I mean? And so it's like uh, people forgetting English, and you know what I mean? Now they speak, with an, a Bolivian, speak English with a Bolivian <laughs> accent. And like, it's just, I, I've never seen that here. I've seen it in other places. But, um, it, you know, it just gets silly at that point, too. It's like, okay, and now people are looking at you like, <laughs> like just be yourself in yeah. the middle of that and be comfortable with that. But don't stomp on other people for being themselves either, uh, outside of the, the lines of sin, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. So how do you, maybe they're just taking that scripture very literal to be all things to all men. Just like, oh, you you speak with a lisp, let's do this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and like it's just, it, it, it just gets silly, you know, like, yeah, that's not what he meant, but. Yeah, and I think, again, like, there's a time to bend your preferences, and again, there's a, there's a time to stick to them. So, like, we don't wear suits at our church mm-hmm. but if I'm invited to another church yeah, yeah. and they say hey our preachers wear suits right. then I'm just going to wear a suit yeah. right. you know I don't need to put up a barrier there yeah. I don't need we to don't create wear suits. Yeah, I don't need to create hostility um, or to try and you know put my culture or our church culture mm-hmm. above their church yeah. culture and be like well we do it better um, you know if they wear suits when they preach they wear su- and I'm going there to preach then I'll, I'll wear a suit yeah mm-hmm. no, absolutely that's a good point too like because at that point it it's self-sacrificial, right? Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, put your preferences on the on the altar. Like, know when that this is not worth arguing over. You know what I mean? Like, this, again, if you're in our case, we're we're leaders at our church, and so we're obviously deep deeply involved in leadership and stuff. So we're able to, uh, you know, live freely in that sense, or I don't know, whatever you want to call. It, I don't know, but yeah, equally, if we're going somewhere else, and he's like, hey, we wear we wear suits. Yeah, put the suit on. Like, put the tie on. Whatever. And don't, like, no need to make a stink over that, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah. But yeah. equally, if you go into the church and they don't wear suits, and trying to convince them to wear suits, or yeah. if they wear suits and you want them to not wear suits, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, then now we're getting back into the thing. But like, if they're like, "Hey, we only wear t-shirts," and I love wearing suits, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, well, I'll put a t-shirt on," you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it, because it's not about that at the end of the day. It's about this message, and you know. Yeah, I remember um, when I was doing vocal, giving vocal courses to the worship team at another church. Um, the way they do worship is just very different from the way we do at our church. They are pretty much just hymns and they're in a, older songs, you know, like 20-year-old songs. Um, and I went in there and I wasn't saying this is wrong. It was just very different. And so I had to, you know, work with them on songs that I don't like. It's not my preference, you mm. know. But my job was to help them 
lead better and what they lead worship with, you know, and with the tools they had. And, and then equally, they don't agree with the modern, newer songs, mm -hmm. you know. I'm always looking for newer songs. This song came out last week. Let's see if we could, you know, learn it or whatever. Um, but they weren't like, oh, that's sinful and that's wrong. It was just that. It was beautiful. It was one of the few times that I've ever seen churches um, with such a, a difference in in worship, their approach to choosing their worship songs, um, not completely bash one another mm. because of their preference. You know? Yeah. Yeah, allowing each other to be different, you know. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, because the goal is essentially what are you singing and who are you singing to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't have to sing the same songs and all this stuff. So, But, yeah, allowing space for diversity. Mm. And so, yeah, I think, I mean, it can be all um, narrowed down to uh, sin always needs to change. Mm. Like, sinful things in society in general. I don't care if it's your own, you grew up there. There are things that you do that you count as culturally, whether it's your family culture, whether it's your city's culture, your state's culture, or your country, whatever, um, that are sinful, and regardless of where you live. You know what I mean? Those things need, need to be done over with, you know, the, whether it's the way you view people or whether it's an actual sinful practice of, you know, oh, we get drunk every year on such a way. Well, that's sinful. We don't need to, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's nothing to talk about there. And so I think, you know, it can be basically summed up in, especially as us as, for us as missionaries, is like, okay, ask yourself that question. Um, is it sinful? That's, really, that's the first and last question. Yeah. If it's yes, then yes, it needs to change. Hmm. But then equally like, okay, if maybe it's not sinful per se, but does it affect... Um, it, like, what is the word I'm looking for? Progress? Like, does, is it holding back relationships in the church somehow or, you know, I don't know, or, or any type of progression in the church for the glory of God? Mm -hmm. If it's yes, then technically, in that case, it's sinful, not just, it's not maybe a sin, but it's sinful, right? Like, and so that's a different thing. But then even ask yourself too, like, hey, what are the roots of my frustration for this? Mm -hmm. And again, ask people around you and people that aren't like you. Because that's the thing. As people that like you, they're going to think, yeah, 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 it's bad, blah, blah, blah. And, you, nah. and they pet you up about, you know, feeling good about something that maybe you shouldn't feel good about, you know. So searching your heart, and uh, but equally allowing other people to search your heart, you know. That's what community is about. That's good. And so I think, yeah, I, I think that's the steps. I, I, those are the steps I think I would take. That I, I guess I probably do take in that. And then, too, in ministry, it's, just, it's about the kingdom. It ain't about nobody, care, nobody cares where you're from. God doesn't care about your country. He cares about the people in your country. Mm -hmm. God doesn't care about Bolivia. He cares about Bolivians. Yeah. He doesn't care about America. He cares about Americans. Mm -hmm. Like he's not, he doesn't separate the, you know, like he's not doing that. Like he makes that very clear. Paul makes that very clear in the letters. Like he, God loves people. He doesn't care about this. So, you know, we're taking that into account um, when you're seeking to make something better or whatever, you know what I mean? There's no better than this because you're born in, a place with imaginary boundaries. Like, you know, it's just silly when you think about it, you know, or you have a different set of, it's not even values, but like secondary values, I guess you could say, or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I think that's what my answer or advice would be. Yeah, I would agree. And then just be fully aware that changing culture does take time. It does. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're not going to do it process. overnight. And it's, 
you know, it's not going to change after an hour rant on the front of a stage or with a megaphone down the marketplace. Um, isn't going to be the necessarily the way to change change a culture, but it's going to be, you know, hard work, lead by example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One person at a time sometimes. Um, so just sticking for it. I think it's a very constant reminder of of who we are even in, in Christ, like as children of God, just being pilgrims passing through in a place that's not our home. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like you feel that every single day as a missionary, this is not my home and and just a, a great reminder that none of this is our home no mm-hmm. matter what country you're in yeah that's a good point that's a really good point because we get comfortable in these situations and these things so yeah and you, you we relate and connect to them and you're right it's not even that's not who we're supposed to be but it's mm. kingdom kingdom-minded people so yeah Looks like we're done here. Yeah. yeah. Good place to leave it. <laughs> we wrapped it up. That's a good place to That's leave it. That's the first time we've wrapped it up. <laughs> <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Because before it's like, all right, guys, so um, you're <laughs> done? <laughs> we're done now. <laughs> yeah, good grief. <laughs> that accent was so awful. It was good, anyway. That wasn't uh, an English accent, was that? No. Uh, no, it, no, it wasn't, but it was an attempt to be. <laughs> right. No, it wasn't. It was, you said you yeah, you're shack. right, you're it's right. It was an attempt. <laughs> you a big check? We're done yeah. now. Yeah, Michael Dapper. How would you say it? We're done now. I don't, I don't say How it. How would you say it? We're done now. But We're he said, he, but he's not, We're it's not now. just an English accent. It's like a London, like. We're done now. I said it very well. Nigerian influenced, like it's a specific accent too. So yeah, anyways, well. Good We're talk. done now. Holy moly. Say that again? No. All right. No work. Got you to stop. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. We appreciate your... <laughs> yeah. We appreciate your love and your attention your support. Uh, we got some big news coming up soon. So be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah. That's Ooh, all I got. The suspense. Yeah, there's not suspense, guys. Then they're going to... If they're listening, they'll have to one. they'll have to watch our YouTube channel soon, right? Keep an eye out on that. Well, I mean, yeah, whatever. Or we'll talk about it on here as well. Okay. So yeah, I'm not pregnant. I'm just no, that's nothing <laughs> like that. We got a new duck. Yeah, no, it's not. And I wanted that little baby. Okay, that's a different thing. We're get into that. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your love and your support. Um, we will see you next week. See, I see your mouth. You're gonna say it. No, you did. Yeah, provecho.